How's it going, everybody? You're very welcome, welcome rather, to another season of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. This is season two, episode one. We're back for a pre-season episode here with myself, Stephen Gilroy. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasyland FPL. And I'm joined once again by Dara Ruan. How are you, Dara? Hi, Steve. How are you? Um, it's great, great to be back. And uh, it's uh, it was nice to have a break as well from fantasy football. But looking forward to an exciting season ahead and um, exciting uh, podcast as well. Yeah, we've loads kind of planned for the year, so it'd be interesting to see. We have we have guests lined up for later on in the in the season. Uh, hopefully, after the first couple of game weeks, we can get people on to have a bit of back and forth chat. We have the mini league, of course. I'll be setting that up in the next week or so, hopefully. And I'll be putting that up on the Twitter and Instagram pages so everyone can join. We also have some new features that hopefully will be coming on later on in the year with regards to the watch list and maybe, you know, an end of month quiz or something like that, Dara. I know we were chatting about that in the in the off season or towards the back end of last year. That might be a good idea. What do you think? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll have a think about that, and we'll maybe um, do something new and add some new new things to the to podcast, make it more uh, riveting and <laughs> riveting. Uh, interactive <laughs> and interactive. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so I suppose first of all, I want to welcome everyone back. You know, last year was the first year of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. I mean, when I sat back and looked back on how the I thought the year went you know I started from you know uh, I don't another guy on the pod with me Keen if he's listening to this Keen uh how are you now uh, I hope you're I hope you're getting on all right um and over the course of the season of course I did a lot of podcasts on my own and then Dara of course joined me towards the back end of the season but in general it was an enjoyable year and hopefully we can do it all again this year and like Dara said looking forward to FPL once again it's amazing the break is nice, but then like the appetite for the new season is huge on Twitter. It's absolutely like people, literally, people literally begging for the game to be released in early July or even just before that. You know, people just want to get back into some sort of, you know, tinkering around with their squads and making up drafts and stuff like that. So it's good to see you back. Next thing I want to point out is that uh, I've hit a thousand followers on Twitter. I just want to say thank you to anyone that has interacted with me on Twitter, liked tweets, retweeted stuff, um, answered questions or, you know, voted on polls that I've put up on Twitter in the last year. So all of that feeds into it. Hopefully now we can go strength to strength, you know, with another good year, we can uh, increase our following and uh, have another really good season. Um, So again, just want to say thank you. Big thank you to everybody and uh, really do appreciate it. Dara. Welcome back. How is the Safe. summer going for yourself? We might as well have a bit of a, a chat before we get into the get into the good stuff. Yeah, before sure. Why back. not? Um, yeah, summer has been good. I finished up holidays on the twenty third of June, and um, I came back to Ireland on the second of July. And yeah, I'm off work until the twenty second of August. So yeah, I'm. Uh, Happy with that. Obviously, with the holidays, you're probably people will will uh, know that it's, it's uh, they're teaching holidays. So yeah, we have a, we have a nice we have a nice break, and yeah, it's been good so far. Just meeting family and friends, and just uh, catching up with people. To be honest, and getting out of the the desert for a yeah. while is no harm it's during this time of the year. I mean, like 
it's so hot out there at the minute. I know the heat yeah. wave at the minute. I know I seen London there say it's like 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine if it's hot in London or in England or the UK, how hot it is over in um in Sharjah, Dubai. So it's I think before we left in June, before I left in June, it was it was hitting 45 some days. Wow. And I think it hit hit 48 degrees one of in a certain place in the UE. So um yeah, it's very hard to to breathe even in that it, it kind of uh, conditions. But obviously, you're inside your AC and that. But um, yeah, it's nice to get home. And I know people here complain about the weather, but at least you have some fresh air. And yeah, I'll, I'll take exactly. that. Take that. Um, so yeah, everything is going well. Looking forward to getting back into fancy now. And as I said earlier, it was good to have the break because um, it's obviously great, but we get caught up on it as well and. Uh, you kind of need to recharge and, and just yeah get a bit of a break away from it and just kind of get away from even football in general just to yeah. to refresh and re-energize and but now it's got the stage where you see it, Twitter and Instagram and um, you see it being released the prices and people doing their drafts so yeah you kind of get the bug again and get get uh, mm. caught up in the in it so yeah so hopefully we'll be able to help people as well out this year and with some tips and just kind of talk yeah. about our own squads and everything and Absolutely. everything how about yourself how's everything yeah so i suppose um yeah just just it's been it's been a it's been it's been a good summer i've been away been away a couple of times uh, just places around ireland it's actually been quite nice um i was in the uh i was in the farm estate in calvin i don't know if any of our listeners have been there but it's uh really highly recommended it's a fantastic spot um for the weekend there in the middle of june and then you know a little bit of stuff going on you know um over the course of the summer and of course uh, i'll be heading away to portugal now on the uh, 10th of next month so that'll be the last big summer blowout before uh before we all get back to back to normality in september but um yeah you're right good to get the break but uh i'll be glad to get back it's funny you know we we get a break from premier league football and then we're just thrown into a feast of gea over the course of the summer you know between the hurling and football so yeah um it's good when one when one ends we have another to kind of yeah so very true very true okay what do you reckon will we tell them what's coming up on the podcast today we should really yeah Coming up, we're going to look at some of the topics from all of the Premier League clubs. Now, we're not going to go into too much detail because obviously I'm aware that this is more of a pre-season episode. We're not looking to absolutely blow people away with information this early, even though it is only two weeks or maybe three, three, I think it's three, give or take, to the start of the new Premier League season, season which starts on the 5th of August. So we're not going to talk about deadlines too much just yet because we will have another podcast coming out just before that time. We're also going to look at some of the budget defenders of some of the clubs, some of the mid-range midfielders and the attacking options. And is it a better idea to spread our cash or go big? So we'll briefly touch on all them points as we go along. But what we're going to do first, first and foremost, and again, we're not going to spend too long on, on each club individually. We might, might spend a little bit longer on some of the clubs, but I'm aware we have a lot of clubs to get through. We're going to start with Arsenal. Okay, so I'm going to reel off just the first, it's in alphabetical order, I'm going to reel off the first few clubs and uh, we'll just go through some of their assets. So, first of all, Arsenal, goalkeepers, Ramsdale, 5 million. He's gone up in price. 
I just have a note beside him that I'm not as interested as I was last year. So he was 4.5 million last year and he had kept a lot of clean sheets kind of in and around the middle of the season. So I wouldn't be too interested in him at the minute, uh, especially when you look at their defensive options, the likes of Ben White at 4.5 million, Gabriel at 5 million, and then the very interesting Tommy Yasu at 4.5 million. I think he could be a very popular pick. I think he's fairly highly owned in the game this season so far. They're all very good options. And then in midfield, just to kind of sign off, Saka, 8 million. He's gone up in price, but I think we always felt that that was going to happen after his performance last season. Uh, Odegaard, 6.5 million. A lot of people say that his underlying numbers and his statistics are actually pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see if he can have uh, a better season on the goal scoring fronts and the assist front. So uh, keep an eye on him. Smith Rowe and Martinelli are both 6 million. And again, they would probably share a lot of playing time between the two of them. Uh, Smith Rowe didn't play a lot of minutes towards the back in the last season. So he'd be looking to get back into the team. Finally, then the forwards for Arsenal. Uh, we'll spend a bit of time on one particular forward here, Dara. Uh, Nketi, of course, is 7 million, but the one that everybody's talking about is Gabriel Jesus at 8 million. Good price with this guy, considering where he's coming from? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, 8 million is good price, and he seems to be hitting form as well in the preseason. I know preseason, you can't always read by that, but um, it's a good signal that he will start the season. Um, in good form and I think at that price and I've always thought he was a good player with City it's just that he didn't City had so many good players and they've had good strikers and Aguero was there for so many years he didn't ever got that chance so I think at Arsenal he'll get that chance and I have a good feeling this season that he will um, he will do well and he will get more goals if he stays fit and at that price there's no other real strikers that for that price. So I no. think he's a, nearly a must-have for for most FPL players. Um, I think he's is he sixty percent owned by yeah, I think fifty nine point eight or something. Yeah. yeah, people are literally um, looking at him and saying that he's he's a yeah. gift. And like, if you look at it, he got one hundred twenty points last season. He wasn't playing as much as he will be this season if he stays fit. Mm-hmm. And like he's. ICT rank was 25 out of 522 for a player that wouldn't regularly be playing. And he was put out, he was on the wing as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's nearly a must-have. Obviously, if you don't have K, if you have Kane and Haaland, then it's going to be difficult to get him in. But if you're having one of them and Jesus, or if you don't have either of them, I would definitely have him. Absolutely, yeah. He's a player that's in one of my drafts at the minute. And you can guarantee that his ownership is going to be pretty high. And a lot of people are probably going to have them towards the start of the season. So that's Arsenal wrapped up. That's just some of their assets. Uh, moving on to Aston Villa then. I, I just, I've just i written down here that I, I'm not interested in Martinez as a goalkeeper. I think at 5.5 million, he's probably not really anybody that I'm looking to get. Some people may go there, but not me. Moving on to the defence, Matty Cash, 5 million. He seems to be a fairly popular option. People would probably go for him as uh, or... or over Luca Dean because people reckon that Luca Dean is, I suppose, an I, I don't know about unreliable, but you never know what you're going to get with him at the best times. You know, they're both five million in the Aston Villa defense. Uh, Coutinho, seven million. You'll be looking for more, you know, more of the same when he started at Aston Villa. You know, so he started life pretty well at Aston Villa, but kind of dropped off. Seven million, probably a fair enough price for him. 
Uh, Aaron, no, not Aaron Ramsey, Jacob Ramsey, 5.5 million. Um, he will be, he was quite heavily owned by a lot of managers towards the end of last year. He was coming into good form. Bundia then beside him at 6 million. I think Bundia will probably be looking to have a little bit more of a, a better season than last year. He kind of never got going. He never got a, a full run in that Aston Villa team. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Then on to the strikers. They only really have two main strikers of note, of course. Ollie Watkins at 7.5 million and Danny Ings at 7. I suppose Aston Villa, briefly, Dara, who who interests you the most? If you had to pick one Aston Villa player out of all them, who's the best? Uh, probably Cash, I would say, at the moment. Uh, Coutinho is very interesting as well. If you're trying to get in other players, he's he's a 0.1 lower, so he's 7. And... Uh, Villa have their first three fixtures are very good and their fourth fixture is okay. It's against West Ham. So if you wanted to get one or two Coutinho in or cash in uh, because they're they're cheaper than some of the other defenders are options. They have good fixtures. Um, but week game week five, I know I'm going ahead here, but up to that, after game week four, they're very tough fixtures for, for three or four game weeks. Uh, so they will be the two. Watkins maybe, but I think there's other better options than him and going on his form last year I think he needs to improve on it and I think he will but uh, there's other options better than him so yeah Cash Coutinho probably for me Okay so I think I think with Villa as well they've made a couple of signings but again it seems to be the all it seems to be the usuals that are popping up for us straight away like the likes of Coutinho as I mentioned Dean, Cash, Ings Watkins you know it's all the usual so unless they sign anyone in the next couple of months or the next month or so, then um, it'll be it'll be all the usuals. Moving on to Bournemouth, there's only one name beside this team, of course, which is Dominic Solanke. He is six million. He has uh, he scored 29 goals in the championship last season. He's the only name that I've looked at for Bournemouth. Um, I suppose the promoted teams will get on to you know one particular you know team that has a very interesting asset later on down the list, but. For Bournemouth, yeah, look, I think I've, I've written him down. He scored 29 goals in the Championship last year. I know it's a different level. It'd be one to keep an eye on. I think if Bournemouth start yeah. okay, it could be, you know, a thing where he hits the ground running. Maybe he doesn't hit the ground running at all. Maybe he struggles for um for, for chances and uh, chances created around him as well. So he's the only name for Bournemouth on my list. Um, Moving on to yeah. Brentford then is uh, Ivan Tony. Uh, 7 million and then uh, the other option of course is their goalkeeper Raya 4.5 million um, Brentford have good fixtures and Ivan Tony is going to be pretty popular he did okay last year he actually did better than okay last year um, is he someone that you're interested in Ivan Tony? Tony is also yeah he's an option he's he's 7 and as you said his fixtures are fixtures are good it just depends on uh Again, your strike force, who you're going to have there. But if you're going, you're not going your premiums, then yeah, he would be a good option because if he continues his form, he like he, he was in great form and their fixtures are good. But the, what I would say is, if you remember Ericsson, Tony's form seemed to kick in and he was better when Ericsson was yeah, playing. And now sure. that Ericsson is gone because... Tony's good, but he needs someone to provide for yeah. him. And Ericsson was able that he had the vision to do that. And now that he's gone, um, that could have an effect as well. Because Absolutely. I don't think they've signed anyone. And like Ericsson is was probably too big of a player to be with Brentford, but obviously yeah. he was getting back his fitness and that. 
Uh, so, yeah, he would be someone I'd look at. Other than that, the goalkeeper, yeah. Rhea, uh, is somebody that's what I'd look at. And just back to Bournemouth there, um, their goalkeeper is the Republic of Ireland's third choice, Mark Travers. Okay. Uh, if I'm right. So he's 4.5. Now, obviously, it's going to be hard, uh, their defence and that, but it's someone that you could look at it too because he's Irish. Okay. Very good. I love that. I love the sentiment of uh, Irish. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for those that don't know, uh, Dar- Dara here uh, tried to sell us uh, a Troy Paris, uh, <laughs> a Troy Paris uh, fact file here a few years ago. Um, he he de- he definitely uh, he definitely is a big fan of him. Uh, but what was it a couple of years ago? There you were you were raving on about me. Right, this guy's going to be the next big thing. <laughs> yeah, when he came on the scene first, he was he was good. He's still young. Uh, yeah, I was actually yeah. going to mention him later on when we oh got to Oh my Spurs, god! But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't worry. You you you'll get your shot. You'll get your shot. He's don't still worry. he's still with Spurs. Um, he, he needs to move if he's going to have any chance yeah. to be to, to get there because he's not going to get in now with with Kane, Son, no. Richardson, no, absolutely, Kulu. no. I yeah. think uh, you, you'll you'll find you'll find on this podcast that uh, if there's an Irish player doing well, and uh, in fairness, Dara, you do you do promote the Irish players pretty well. You do have a, a bit of a, a bit of a love for them, like uh, you know. Um, so you, you'll definitely hear him pointing out a few of them over the course of the season. <laughs> we'll have to. There's no Mayo players, is there? No. no. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to Brighton, then uh, Sanchez, four point five million, the goalkeeper, very popular last year. I think a lot of people had him for long periods. Dunk, 4.5 million. Apparently, I learned that Lewis Dunk has had two five-goal seasons in the last three years, three Premier League seasons, which is interesting because, mm. you know, you, you don't normally hear of a defender having a, um, a you know, a five-goal, six-goal season like that, you know, maybe sometimes, but that's that's pretty interesting. I've always liked Lewis Dunk as an option, you know, 4.5 million. I think he's it's, it's a pretty good price for him. Cucurella then, you see, with Cucurella, the question is, will he be at the club by the end of the summer? Mm. Man City are circling for him. I think they kind of really would like to get him. I know if they got him, that would kind of spell the end for Kyle Walker. And then Tyreek Lamptey, 4.5 million. I think the issue with Tyreek Lamptey is that he's had a couple of years and he hasn't really been able to be fit for a long period of time uh, in that time. So, um. Out of all them Brighton players, uh, or if there's anyone else you can think of, Dara, who's who's the best? Yeah, I had Sanchez, but I think I will try and go for a punt on another 4.5. I had Sanchez last year, and he is good like for that value, and he makes a lot of saves. Dunk is another one, definitely 4.5. You can't go wrong as a backup even, or someone there. He's going to get you, as you said, a few goals. Uh, Cucurella, yeah, but he's going to be... I'll say he. I'd say City will will scoop him up because they've sold Zinchenko now to Arsenal. That's right. And he's. I think he's a left back. So yeah, I would say he he will be going to City. Um. Other than that, they have a new striker, Undav or Undev. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's supposed to be good. He's five point five, so he could be someone that could come in as your third striker if you have the funds. Um. Yeah. So that's that would be the ones I would pick out from there. Very good. Uh, Chelsea next. Mendy, five million. Seems to be a very interesting price. A lot of people are talking about him. He would be a fairly good gateway into that Chelsea defense. Um, then in front of him, James and Chilwell. Obviously, you know, both of them six million. It's good to see. 
you'll see you'll see James in a lot of teams. You'll probably see the double up in a lot of teams as well. You'll see the two of them together. Alonso, 5.5 million. I just have him written in there. I don't know if he's probably going to, you know, get the two lads out of that team. I don't think uh, James or Chilwell would make make way for Alonso, at, the, at least at the start. Uh, Koulibaly. Koulibaly has been signed from Napoli. He's 5.5 million. He would be like a direct replacement for Antonio Rudiger, I'm guessing. Um, do you know much about this guy, Dara, or have you seen him play much? I haven't seen him play much, but from what I hear is mostly good. And he seems so like I, a direct it, replacement. He seems the same kind of player. Yeah. You know, yeah. strong, athletic defender. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I even heard he, he is better than Rudiger, but the thing about him is I don't think he, I think he's, is he 30, 31, or yeah. is he older, maybe? I think so, yeah. Uh, so they were just saying that age might come on his side. But yeah, 5.5, it could be worth a shout. But you have your, when you have James and Chilwell there, and if they're starting a play and they're probably, for that extra point five, you're probably there's better more, to go for. There's more attacking returns, I think, from James and Chilwell because they'd be yeah. wing backs, basically. Yeah, exactly. I'm quite excited now to see Chilwell back because he was very good for the beginning of last year. So he's an interesting one. Obviously, James as well then is very good. Um, but yeah, excited to see what what those two wing backs produce. Um, moving on then to the midfield. Obviously, then you've Mason Mount at eight million. You have Pulisic at six million. I think six million for Pulisic. A lot of people would say he's not really hit the heights. He's not hit any sort of form at all. He's been in and out injured and stuff like that. But still, six million for a player that we know is good. Like I know for a fact that Pulisic is a good player. Um, and then obviously you have Havertz as well for a million. And last but not least, I'm not going to go without mentioning a player that I'm actually very interested in, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit him in. Is Raheem Sterling ten million? He's definitely mm. going to add something different to Chelsea, isn't he? For sure. Yeah, he's a he's good. I think it's a good signing, and it's it's good for him as well because coming with the World Cup coming up, I think like again his minutes were down at City. He's still had good stats, but he needs to be playing regular because he could lose his time um, with or his place in the England team. So yeah, I think he's very interesting, and I think it'll suit him at Chelsea. And yeah. he'll provide for uh, maybe Havertz as well. He could be someone yeah. you could be interested in. Yeah, Havertz and... has been classified as a forward now. I think this year. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Yeah, he's changed to a striker, and he's he's the other eight point uh, eight million that you'd look at along with Jesus as well. Yeah. Or I was Two of them at. are kind of it's it's hard to split who is the mm. better pick there. Like, but yeah. I still think Jesus is probably a little bit yeah. better. I don't know. And I think Mount as well would be a great sign and 8.8 million. So like if you have the extra, obviously you're going with Sterling, but if you want to downgrade, then you go to Mount. And I don't think it's much of a downgrade either, even though it's 2 no, million. Absolutely Mount no, no, no. is Still good. in that squad and he's every season he's improving and he's he's getting better every game. Yeah. Um, that is Chelsea wrapped up. They will be very interesting one this season, of course. They'll look to get themselves back into the Premier League. Premier League title race again. It'd be good to see them back and make it a bit more interesting, at least. Only one name on the Crystal Palace lineup for myself here that I've written in my notes Wilford Zaha, 7 million. I think he's their best player. I think, you know, he he offers them in, in an attacking sense. He, you know, is by, but, you know, head and shoulders above their best player. Um, so he'd be the only one that I would have. Uh, Everton, then uh, I have Tarkovsky at 4.5 million and Michael Enko. I think that's how you pronounce it, 4.5 million. Um, Tarkovsky, you know, he's a, he's a good defender. 
played for Burnley for you know a long period of time. Um, he will you know will fit right into you know that that sort of you know size of club in Everton. Um, he himself and Michael Enko are the only two names I've written down here. Uh, not hugely interested in Everton midfield. There's nothing there really that I'm I'm interested in straight away. There's nothing that jumps out. And then up front, Dominic Calvert Lewin is expensive, and there's better options out there. What do you reckon? Yeah, for sure, definitely with um, Calvert Lewin, and we don't know what his form is going to be like either. So, yeah, there's better options. Jesus, Havertz, even Tony Watkins, yeah, I think, are all ahead of him. Because yeah. just like, eight million, it's yeah, it's a lot. I don't think they. I think they priced him wrong. I think they put him to I, even seven point five would have been a better price for for Calvert Lewin. Yeah, uh, like g- midfield. You're right. There's nobody there really stands out. Gordon maybe. 5.5 um, defenders the interesting thing is with I think it's Everton and Leicester and I'm surprised by with Leicester they're yeah. all I know, I, I know yeah I, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that yeah they're all 5 yeah. million um, interestingly there Patterson they signed him I think he's cover for Coleman possibly so he could be someone that he's 4 million he could be someone that you could put on your bench and he could get some game time as well so yeah yeah I think overall, Everton, after the season that they had last year, they'll be looking to, I suppose, just try and improve incrementally and just get themselves back to a, a situation where they're actually, you know, finishing mid-table or, or top 10 at least. Next team, Fulham. I hope we're getting through these teams fast enough now because uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're chatting about every, every one of them individually now. The thing we said we wouldn't do. Um, I know, Fulham, the first name I have is Andreas. Uh, I know he played for United, Dara. He, uh, yeah. Andreas Pereira, is it? Is it? Is it that, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 4.5 minutes. Um, a lot of interest in him because I think a lot, a lot of people saying that he's going to be a, a fairly regular playing 4.5 million midfielder. We don't know that yet. Obviously, we'll know after maybe two or three game weeks whether he actually is a decent pick or not. And the other pick, uh, the I think the most interesting for Fulham is Mitrovic, 6.5 million, 43 goals in the championship last year the highest scoring high scoring championship player in championship history. Um, I would have said that his level was the championship, you know, but maybe he could prove us wrong. He, like he's not scored that many goals at, at, at the Premier League level. Seems to seems to thrive in the in the championship for the full season that he's been there. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know with him. You'd imagine he'd have to carry some of that form over, but he's up against tougher defenders. It's more physical, um, even though he is physical himself, and he's yeah. brilliant yeah, he's in the championship. Player, yeah. And he's brilliant for his his, his uh, country as well, Serbia, isn't it? I yeah. think even against Ireland, he was good, very good when they played them. Um, but you'd expect him to score fifteen to twenty goals. Easily. He carries on that form, definitely ten at least. So, yeah, he could be someone that you could bring in. But for me, I think I would wait and see what he's like first. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't might, be quick to, to jump on him now, to be honest. Like, yeah, you might be losing. Again, that's when you, you get the points is when you jump on someone. But that, you have to remember they have Liverpool first at home. They have two decent fixtures next, away to Wolves and home to Brentford. Brentford. So you never know. Yeah, he'd be one to keep an eye on for sure. Next up is Leeds, the mighty Leeds United, uh, escaped relegation by the absolute skin of their teeth last year. 
uh, a lot has changed at the club, of course, over the summer. Uh, a lot of stuff that we probably expected. Um, so Cal Phillips is gone. Rafinha has gone. Uh, Rafinha, of course, was a really popular FPL pick last year. It's actually sad to see him go because even if he had stayed in the Premier League, I think he would have been a player that you know we probably both would have owned for, for most of the season because he's very good. And yeah. they have made a host of new signings. And for that reason alone, it's hard for me to sit here and endorse any of them just yet because I've not seen enough. I do have like goalkeeper Mezier. He had, he's 4.5 million. Unless Leeds are going to be a lot better at the back. I don't see an awful lot of people going for him, even though he is a good goalkeeper. Um, I have Brendan Aronson down 5.5 million here. Looks okay. I watched him in one preseason friendly, you know, kind of a tricky winger. But the uh, then the only other name after that was uh, since since Terra since the Terra I think that's his name signed from Feyenoord for six or not six point five million but he's six point five million in the FPL signed for Feyenoord looks the same kind of player as Rafinha you know very you know tricky pacey um very creative when he gets to the final third but again I can't sit here and say that he's actually going to be good or not so um. Like I said, their their most their their best FPL asset, Rafinha is gone. Stuart Dallas is probably out till you know near enough Christmas. So uh, for that reason, I think you know make your mind make your own mind up about what Leeds players you want to go for over the first three game weeks. You'll have a better idea. We'll either start well, or we won't. You know there might be one or two players that that catch our eye, but um, they're just some of the names. Moving on then to Leicester, uh, Timothy Timothy Castagna, four point five million. Uh, James Justin at 4.5 million and Ricardo Pereira also 4.5 million. They're all 4.5 million, as Dara uh, mentioned there uh, a few minutes ago. Um, Madison, 8 million. Harvey Barnes, 7 million. Tielemann, 6.5. Vardy, 9.5. And then Daka at 6 million. So Vardy's dropped a little bit in price. He's still, still pricey enough for the, the age of player that he is. But he's still going to be very popular, I'd say, Jamie Vardy, in some stages of the season. One name that sticks out there straight away, and it was a it was a player that we missed out on uh, because he got injured. It was James Justin. What do you think? Do you, do you think he'll do you think he'll start from the beginning of the season or? I think he will. I think he will, and he's a good a good uh, punt as well. Like for four point five, if he plays every game, Leicester are a good team. Generally, they're have, they've been their form has been good over the last few years. Uh, so yeah, I think he's somebody that. You could look into uh, buying for four point five. You can't go wrong either. Like you know, it's not like you're overspending on him. Um, like Madison there. I don't know if you, did you mention him? Yeah, he, eight million. He is someone maybe later on. I think with with their fixtures, Leicester's fixtures, I might not be looking at him. And um, maybe later on because I, I liked him last year, and he's coming in. He he had a decent, good end of season. He, he was good with goals and assists. And it's funny, Vardy, I saw a picture there on Instagram and it, was, it said all this hype just for Vardy to outscore them all. And then it was a picture of Nunes, Haaland, Jesus and Richarlison. So, <laughs> yeah. He's Vardy the kind of player, if he hits a bit of produce. form, he'll be really good, like. Yeah, for sure. He's someone, if you're willing to go at the 9.5, I'm glad they brought him down as well. Uh, they could have even brought him down to 9. Yeah. Because of his, so his age and that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're the ones that kind of would stand out for me uh, in that team. 
moving on then to Liverpool. We'll do Liverpool and we'll take a quick break um, before we get into the second half of the pod. Uh, I think we're going okay, though. I think we're getting through uh, quick enough. Uh, we do have some questions at the end, as I mentioned at the top of the pod, from our listeners. So we really want to get to them and chat a little bit about, about them before, before we leave as well. But Liverpool, Alisson at 5.5 million. He's the goalkeeper. Trent and Robertson. So Trent is 7.5 million. Robertson is 7 million. Trent, geez, I think he could have been eight. I think he could have been eight million easily. Uh, like there, there's would that, like if he was eight, I don't think we would have sat here and said we're surprised because it's just it just wouldn't have been surprising. Um, Salah at thirteen million, yeah, look, he's gone up, but that's I don't think that's going to matter. I think he's going to be the first you know name on every single team sheet at the in game week one, especially when they play Fulham at home, and the captain's armband is probably going to be on him as well. Luis Diaz, 8 million. Um, and then Darwin, Darwin Nunes, 9 million. So we've a question about Darwin Nunes and Liverpool signings at the end of the pod as well. So we'll get to that. Is I I, I didn't mention Jada now. Jada, I think, is 9 million. Um, is he gonna miss out with you know the likes of Darwin arriving and the likes of Salah and Diaz together? They're the best three. Oh, well, even Trent, Salah, and Diaz, they're probably the best three for Liverpool. Yeah. Possibly, uh, but this might come in on the question that we're going to get to later on from one of our listeners. But it just depends on Darwin, how he starts into that team and integrates into it. And if he settles well and Klopp, whether Klopp starts him, if Jada is fit, I see here it's saying he's hamstring injury 50%. Now he'll probably be fit before the beginning of the season. And Firmino is still there at eight million. Uh, so, yeah, it just depends. It just depends on on that. Like probably Salah and Diaz, and then whatever in between. How fit Jada is, and um, if Nunes settles in. From what I've seen, he looks like a very good player, and we'll probably get to that in more detail later on. Anyway, mm-hmm. about the yeah. about Nunes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think again. I think everybody's going to own Trent. And you know Robertson as well, like seven million. A lot of people will try and fit him in as well. Yeah, but it'll just be a case so, of trying to spread your yeah. I think it's either like Salah, Diaz, and Trent, or Trent, Robertson, and Salah. They're yeah. The, yeah. Obviously, you can only have three, so I think they're the three that people seem to be going for. Yeah, there's one or the other. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we still have about six odd teams yeah six odd teams to go through uh just very briefly before we get to the questions at the end of the podcast so we're going to take a quick break we'll be back in a second uh don't go away Welcome back to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to keep going with our preview of all 20 Premier League teams and some of their assets. So the next up, next team we have up here is Manchester City, the champions. Uh, they, of course, have Ederson in goal, 5.5 million. Again, like Alisson, probably going to be appealing enough for people that want to have, you know, a solid gateway into a team that probably doesn't concede a lot of goals. I think Allison is the same kind of one. I think a lot of people will will go for something like that. I personally wouldn't go for it. I like the 4.5 million goalkeeper. 
But again, we'll come to that maybe in the game week one preview. We'll we'll chat a little bit more about why we you know go for players we go for. So, um, but he's still pretty good at five point five. Cancelo at seven million. Laporte at six. Diaz at six million as well. Cancelo again, like Trent, probably going to be in most teams. I wouldn't say that that's going to be in any doubt. KDB, 12 million. Bernardo Silva, 7 million. 8 million for Phil Foden. And Grealish, 7 million. I think in midfield, one of the more interesting ones there is Jack Jack Grealish. He could be primed for a pretty good season now. I think he had a difficult season last year. He kind of in and out of the team. Um, Obviously, then up front, they've signed Erling Haaland. He's 11.5 million. Another player that is highly owned, and you probably see him in a lot of a lot of teams. Just with Jack Grealish, Dara, do you think this is his year? Do you think he's do you think he's finally going to realize the potential playing for City? It it all depends on if Pep plays him more because I definitely think if he's playing more and he's in that team, he will have. Uh, it makes sense if he's playing more, but I think he'll have more of an impact because he's coming off the bench and he's playing a few minutes here and there. But at the same time, I'm looking here like they still have. Mares, Foden, Bernardo, uh, in those kind of positions, and I know Jesus is gone now, but Sterling's gone again. Yeah, Ster- Sterling is gone actually. Yeah, um, and it so that, does, that would make that would make sense. That would make you it know makes perfect sense because there's two less positions for him. So hopefully he will get get more of a chance. But again, with Pep having those four, he could still rotate them. But yeah, I think I think he will. I think there'll be more of a chance of him playing more because those two players are gone. Um, you have Gundogan there. You have De Bruyne. Obviously, they play different positions to him. But yeah, I think he could be worth it. But again, I think I'd wait and see. And it's very hard with the rotation with City. But I think there's going to be less rotation this year because they've sold two of their players. Um, mm-hmm. And what I found funny as well is they've so they're selling their players to which should be their rival clubs, Chelsea, Arsenal. Yeah. Especially like, Sterling, you know, especially Sterling Chelsea's. Yeah. Like I don't know. Usually the those clubs try and sell them abroad or sell them to lower clubs. Yeah. Uh yeah. I just find that find that strange. Yeah. But look, they obviously don't may not see them as rivals. Uh, yeah. But like he yeah, improves, so, like yeah. like players like Sterling. Sterling improves Chelsea a lot, you know. Yeah, he, he does. He, he takes them to a different dimension, you know, brings them to he another does. level. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Like you are, you're 100 right. Like back back years ago, you know, these these big clubs would never sell to their so called rivals, as you say. But again, they mustn't consider them as rivals as much. Must not. Next up. Is uh, one especially tailored for you, Manchester United? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it is going to be interesting, yeah. But you know what? It's actually it's it's, it's some of the prices here are you know borderline outrageous to be honest. Uh, one in particular, we'll we'll get onto that in a sec. Bruno Fernandez, ten million. Sancho, seven point five million. Uh, Ericsson, six point five million. Uh, he's officially on the game now for United. Ronaldo, ten point five million, and Marcus Rashford, six point five million. That's got to be the one that stands out straight away. Definitely, yeah. And I'm very interested in putting him in to squad and fitting him in. And if he if he's if he gets on form with the new manager and he's playing, that is an un- and he's scoring goals and and that he's that that's an unbelievable price for him. Yeah, it's very it's a very good price. When I seen that, like, I said that is that is a steal. 
if you want to fit in to your team, Salah, Haaland, Kane, and you want to have two or three lower midfielders like Rashford, um, well, at that price, he, you're able to fit him in. And if he's playing well, he's going to play most games because they've got, um, like what well, I was going to say, they got rid of Ronaldo, but Ronaldo's still there. Um, like, definitely it's interesting. It just depends on his form. And I, I think he will. I think he'll have a better season. I think he had a lot going on. I think stuff in his personal life as well. So exactly. I still like Rashford and a lot of people, media and everything come down hard on him and people have kind of said, oh, he's no good. Yeah. Like like they do, they say they build them up, they, they hype these players up, the English players, and um, I think they put too much pressure on them as well. But I think... I think he'll be. I think he will have a decent. It has to be better than last year, anyway. And I think Ericsson is an interesting signing, also. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's the kind of player that could, you know, pr- provide a little bit more creativity for United in the final third. You know, I mean, you would think that United wouldn't struggle for as much, you know, creativity. You know, the likes of Bruno, the likes of Sancho. Sancho is another player that probably needs to start living up to his potential a little bit as well. Um, good price, seventy five million. Yeah. Ronaldo, would he stay at the club? Kind of looks like he will now. Doesn't look like there's mm. potential suitors for him. Like, doesn't look like like there's any player or any club rather that's going to come in and uh, and pick him up. Um, but yeah, definitely Rashford is the most interesting out of all them United assets. Next up, Newcastle. Nick Pope is gone to Newcastle. He's five million. He's a bit of an FPL legend. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's been very popular over the last five, six, seven, eight seasons. Um, he is 5 million. Trippier, 5.5 million. Uh, St. Maximum, 6.5. Bruno Gomera is 6 million. And Wilson, 7.5. Um, yeah, for, for me, for me, the, the most interesting one there would be probably Bruno Gomera's, you know, first full season. He had a bit of a bit of a good form spell for himself last, uh, towards the end of back, uh, back in the last season. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Moving on then to Forrest. I've only one name down here. Uh, Nico Williams uh, has signed from Liverpool. He's 4 million. Uh, and Brennan Johnson is 6 million. Brennan Johnson, I think, is a highly rated striker for Forrest. I think he's related to another famous footballer, but I don't actually, I, I can't remember now what his name was. I think it's Johnson as well. Like, or it's, I can't think, yeah, I can't think of his name, obviously. I'll have to look that up. But um, Nico Williams, 4 million. He's going to be a great enabler for a lot of teams. You know, there's not many defenders that are under under 4.5 million. So he could be picked up. Southampton then, um, I have on my notes here that I don't have much interest in some of their outfield players. Uh, I have a question mark beside James Ward-Prowse, but there's another player, Dara, that catches your eye. Yeah, that is the goalkeeper, uh, Bazuno. He's he's actually Irish as well. And he is our, well, he's a, between Calher for Liverpool Himself and Keller are fighting kind of for first place um, for the Irish team. And they're all, these those keepers are all very young. We mentioned Mark Travers as well for Burmese earlier. Uh, so we're very lucky. Looks like we're going to have an array of keepers for the next 10, 15 years for Ireland. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's interesting. I think it's a good move for him. Um, he was with City and he was on loan with Portsmouth last year and he had an excellent season. I know Portsmouth are down in League One, I think if I'm right, yeah. uh, but he, he is young and he's supposed to be very, very good. And I think with Fraser Foss, Foss, Forster, is it? Or yeah, Forster? Fraser Foster, yeah, yeah. He has moved to Spurs. Am I right in saying that? I think so, yeah. So there's, 
himself and then the other keeper there with Southampton. So I think at 4.5, Southampton are, you know, they're a steady team. It could be someone you could look into as a, an outside bet for that 4.5 keeper. And yeah, Ward Prowse is someone I think you get put in your team and you keep him in your team because whether Southampton are playing well or not, he's free kicks, corners, and he's always going to deliver assists and, and goals from those set pieces. Absolutely, yeah. I think Southampton, again, is a little bit of a wait and see for a lot of managers. Um, there might be one or two players that'll pop up on our radar over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Tottenham number next, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Lloris, 5.5 million. I think he's, he's probably a little bit overpriced. He could definitely be five uh, at least. Uh, Perisic, 5.5 million. Regulon, 5.4.5. And Darty, five. They've also signed uh, Barcelona defender uh, Lenglet. He's 5.5 million as well. Sun is 12 million, pretty high for Sun. Again, you know, you're you're really branching off into the you know big cash ter- territory for him. Kudu is Kulusevski is 8 million, Kane is 11.5, and Richardson is 8.5. But also to note that Richardson is banned for the first game of the season, of course. Uh, he is serving a, a two or three match ban, I think, uh, for his time at uh, Everton. Um, Perisic 5.5 million, bit of a tough one with Perisic because uh. I feel like he could be a trap just waiting to happen. He's mm. highly owned. People are banking on him starting. Is that going to happen? I know it's Kante and I know he's played for him before, but that's just assuming, you know, that he's going to play. Yeah. It's that's a tough one with, with him. He's very good, but you're right. It could be a trap and he's highly owned as well. Um, and from what I was saw last year in the Italian league, uh, he, I think, like over half the games, he only played under sixty minutes, and he was taken off. Yeah. Now he could he could be very good for those fifty nine minutes, but if he's taken off on fancy football or on the Premier League, then you lose your clean. He doesn't get his clean sheet with the sixty minutes, isn't that right? Yeah. So if he if he's taken off early in games, if he starts and he's taken off, then he won't get those the, the clean sheets. Um. And he's a little bit older as well. He's not that young. He is a good player. Um, so it is, I had him in my first draft, but I've taken him out now. I think there's better options and there's one or two at 5.0 that you could go. For. So yeah, that's what I would say on that. Um, I think as well, you know, Son at 12 million, when I seen that, you know, it's very mm. hard, very hard to make that decision between... You're going to have Salah, obviously, but you know, to have Son then, like that is like it's seriously hard to try and fit. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're, you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing a striker, you know, yeah. at least. I would have said 11 maybe to put him at or 11.5 maximum. Yeah. Um, you're, not, you're only going to fit, you won't be able to fit Salah, Son, De Bruyne, probably one of them if you're going with your other premium strikers like Kane and Haaland. So, yeah. It's It'd be difficult. Of, it's a case of you know whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do with your team. I mean, it's look, it's good in a way. It forces you into making a decision. If you really want someone, then you need to go and get him. Mm. But you also need to construct your team in a way that you're still that you still have pretty good assets that are playing ninety minutes or close to ninety minutes. I can still get you attacking returns or defensive yeah. returns rather. Um, right, we're getting close to the end. So West Hammer next. Ariola four point five million. A lot of people saying that he's going to take over from, from Fabianski as a number one goalkeeper. 
Zuma, 4.5 million. Cresswell is five. Uh, Banrama is six. Antonio is 7.5. Uh, but one of the prices that we've been all looking at over the course of the season is Bowen. He's 8.5 million. Probably 0.5 overpriced, Dara. What do you reckon? For Bowen, I would say definitely, yeah. 0.5 over even. He's gone up from, what, 6 million last year? Six, yeah. Yeah, he's gone 2.5. Two is enough, even even 1.5. Like, I know he had a great season and his stats and his assists and goals were, were excellent, but that's one season. Uh, so definitely 0. 0.5, mo- too much. I think he should have been at least eight. Yeah. And with Antonio, it's hard to put any trust in Antonio after the mm. massive drop-off he had in form uh, after the start of last season. Like, he was on fire last year. Yeah. Now, look, he might do the same again this year, but for me... Uh, I'm not going anywhere near that until until I see a little bit more from him. So, um, yeah, yeah like, that's sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Bone, I was, I was just looking here. Uh, Jared Bone is he's nine point three percent owned. Yeah. So he could be a differential as well if you have that point five. If you have an eight million, you want to move it up, and he continues his form. It could be a difference as well. But it, yeah. a lot. It's put that point five or that has our two point five from last year has put a lot of people off yeah um, he, someone there like his second third fourth fixtures are very good after yeah. they play City in the first one yeah again we'll uh, we'll come back to you know the better fixtures for each individual team and who has the best fixtures in the game week one preview we'll do all that in time um, but there's one more team left I think as well, I hope I've got everyone right anyway so Wolves yeah. our final team Um I have I've Jimenez down. Uh, he is seven million uh, in the game. Uh, there's a couple of others. I think the likes of Johnny as a defender as well. Uh, you mm. have eight uh, Alt Nuri as well. He's he's a he's a fairly popular pretty popular pick at the moment. A lot of people looking to kind of fit him in. Neto Neto what four point five million is also someone like he's getting a lot of hype on social media for some particular reason. I don't know maybe yeah. just latching on to. A player and just kind of you know seeing what happens but there's one player uh, again an irish man and it's a pretty big deal most expensive irish player ever to make a transfer um who is he there it's nathan collins he's uh he's he's hyped up anyway to be very good and from what i've seen he's he looks the part and hopefully he'll go on and have a successful career as well and i think it's the right move for him like they're saying he could have moved to a bigger club, but I think this is a good stepping stone from Burnley up to Wolves, then maybe move on. They say he can move to a bigger club, top six club, because he's so good. Uh, he's centre, I think he's centre back, and he's 4.5, and I think he will get game time, maybe not straight away, but I think with the, they sold, I think, Roman Sice. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll fit in there, and he could be someone good. And, and Wolves had a lot of clean sheets last year, and yeah, it's good to see. Good to see him there. Okay. Believe it or not, that is it. That we've got through the 20 Premier League teams. Um, and uh, look, it's probably taken us ages. And for if you're still with us listening, then uh, thanks a million because uh, we've <laughs> we've we've fairly went through a lot of stuff there. But uh, look, that's gonna be that's gonna be the, the case of the season because we always say it'll be 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and it usually ends up being an hour. Or so look, don't. Don't 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 sweat it. It's fine. Um, so we one more one more thing we want to do before we go. So we did uh, get a few questions from listeners. So it's just general kind of football chat, um, a little bit of FPL stuff as well. So we're going to get stuck into them. 
have them here beside me. So uh, let's go with the first one, Tara, shall we? Yeah, um, absolutely. So the question here, Klopp has a history of not playing new signings for ages, like Fabinho barely played when he first signed, and the same for Robertson. Klopp wants them completely up to scratch before throwing them in. Will that mean picking Nunes or Carvalho uh, be daft, or will we see the, the same impact from them as we've seen from Diaz earlier this year when he hit the ground running? Interesting, and I think it is very true. Um, you don't normally see uh, Liverpool signing and start straight away, but Diaz was the exception. Um, mm. Cla- uh, Fabinho, last year, you're, was it last year he signed? Yeah, it was last year. Um, he maybe the year before was could it? have been the year before yeah. yeah yeah probably was actually yeah he didn't he didn't start straight away um, I don't think it would be daft picking Nunes but I think from a, from an FPL point of view it would just I, I, I'd have a bad feeling about it I'd have a bad feeling just that he wouldn't start the game you know and just that I just I have, I have a feeling it's going to be Jada, Salah yeah. and Diaz first, first day of the season yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's, it would be a risk for fantasy football. It would be a risk in the actual football game. It depends on how his preseason's going and how he's getting on in the games and how he's training and how he's settling in. He's young. Okay, he's very good. But it's a different ball game playing in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, I think he may not start straight away, as you said. And Carvalho, I think, is even younger again. I think he's 19. Yeah. He's very like good. last year, didn't he? Excellent season. He was kind of playing in behind Mitrovic. Yes. And he was very, very good. But they're two, if, if they can settle like Diaz did, um, then Klopp might have to start them. But I would say, in my opinion, that they won't start. And I think, as you said, if Jod is fit, he'll go with him to start off with. I, I was just reading there as well. I think Nunes was getting a bit of... Um, slap from the fans or the from the media. I think the game against United or yeah, he would well, he missed against Palace as well. Missed, yeah, he missed. I know against United he missed a huge chance and it was a sitter. But look, you can read too much into that. Like yeah, literally exactly. preseason, like you say, it's it's so early. Um, so early, so early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but definitely, yeah. Look, Klopp does have a history of of doing that. I think Liverpool fans themselves will have a better idea of you know how he likes to integrate players into the squad but mm. i think from an fpl point of view i would i would look if, if you want to have a punt you know be brave why not but yeah. if, if you want to take an educated kind of kind of stance on it then no maybe just wait and see at least for the first game yeah. see what happens i think eventually they'll go with like nunez as a striker and then carvalho maybe in like behind him somewhere at number 10 mm. uh mm. i think that's what they're looking at down the line possibly yeah but especially with Mane gone now, like Nunes, you know, I suppose is probably going to play in the middle, and Salah is going to play out the out the, mm. out the left or the right, and Diaz on the other side. Like so, it is is naturally just a, a replacement for him. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, second question sent in. We spoke about this man earlier on the pod. Uh, will Mitrovic remain as just a Championship goal scorer, or will he finally play well in the Premier League? Again, I would have said for a long time that the Championship was his level. Uh, I think his confidence will be sky high coming up. I think he could definitely score 10 to 15 goals. You, you reckon he could score at least 15. Um, it's, th- there's no reason to think why not. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm very on the fence with it. It's hard to know. It's like, yeah, he, as we said earlier, 15 to 20 goals, but you're playing in a team that's newly promoted. 
do you get the service as you did in the championship? You'd like to see that he would do well because he's showed so much form in the championship and for his national team. Um, will he show the form he did in the championship? I doubt it. No, and no he, did, he did, the, the championship is a is a different kettle of fish. Yeah. Look at look at look at Timu Puki last yeah. last year, a couple of seasons ago in the championship, mm. scored twenty nine goals. Norwich are on fire. They win the league, you know, yeah. by, by a canter. Comes up largely ineffective. I don't know how many goals he scored. Now I know Timu Puki look different kind of player than Mitrovic, but Joe Mitrovic scored a lot of goals last year. It'll yeah. just be interesting. I think the service is a big thing, to be fair. Like yeah, think. he doesn't have Carvalho there either. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say 15 goals. And if it's for him to have a successful season, 20 goals would, would be something he should be aiming for. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, another question here is, uh, Don, Donny van der Beek, is he worth the punt? He was unreal under Eric Ten Hag at Ajax. I say I seen this question earlier when it was sent in, and I thought about it a bit. But there was a couple of things about that, like that Ajax team. Mm. That Ajax team had a lot of really good players, you know, surrounding Donny Van de Beek. You had Frankie De Jong, you had uh, Tadic, you had yeah. um, a few other really good players as well. So, yeah, he's had a tough time. He's had a tough time at United. Um, there's no doubt he probably is a good player, but we've not seen any of that though, have we? No, and. He hasn't. I would love to see him get a run of form. Just give a give him a run of games. If he's doing well in training, anytime he's come on, he's worked hard. I think he deserves a chance. So hopefully we'll see that this season. In terms of fancy football, I don't think he's uh, someone no. uh, uh, that we should go for. No, uh, he, I don't think he's that type of player either to get points. No. Um. So yeah, I I would hope that under this manager he will get a chance. And do I think he will? I would say he'll get more of a chance now than he has under any of the, uh, the other managers that he's had for United. Yeah, it'd be just interesting to see. I think when you compared, like I said, when you compared to the Ajax team that got the Champions League final or semi final mm. that time, very different. Very different circumstances, very different players playing around them. And they probably yeah. played with a great freedom. They probably played very good football over the course of that Champions League run and in the Dutch League that year. So, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. In fantasy football, he's not really that type of player. So we'll just yeah. have to wait and see how he gets on under the new manager. Final question for this week is, uh, I'm liking Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal. He's going straight into my team. What other new signings do you fancy having a good year? So um, there's one particular signing, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think, uh, you know, he's not he's not new to the league or anything, but I think Sterling going to Chelsea. I put up a tweet a couple of weeks ago when the deal went through. Mm. I was like, yeah, he, he's going to he's, he's going to be good. He's going to take Chelsea to a different level. Um, then I suppose the other the other signing uh, on, on top of that is like, as I mentioned, like since since Terra for Leeds. Hopefully he could be a surprise package. He could be another Rafinha, maybe. Yeah. Um, again, I'm probably just probably just you know wishful thinking uh, that he can just replace Rafinha straight away. But they're they're just two signings. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of signings. Even Koulibaly for Chelsea. I kind of think that he's been a good defender for a good few years now. Um, he will. He, you know. You know. He'll, he'll fill that gap left by Antonio Rudiger. But 
yeah, they're just they're just a few of the signings that, that that I would think are going to have a good year. Yeah, definitely, you're right. Um, like Jesus, I think is a definite in any team, but that just depends on if you're ha- you can fit Kane and Haaland in. If you're going to have them, you're not going to have Jesus. But if you have one of those, or you have two premium midfielders, I think he's a definite. I think he's going to have a good season. Uh, and I think I would definitely have him in um, my draft. Sterling, you're right. Um, he's going to, I think he's going to have a good season and it's a good signing for Chelsea. The other one is Haaland, obviously. I think that's been talked about so much that we don't really need to talk about it anymore. He's an excellent player. He's up there with um, Mbappe of PSG in terms yeah, of exactly, yeah. like that, that level. Same sort of level, yeah. Um, who else? I think the like Neto or Nito Neto is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's like he, he was obviously injured last year, but it's like he's a new signing for them and he's going to be this class player the way people are talking about him. I'm still on their fence. I'm like, let him settle in and see first how he gets on the first couple of games and then maybe go in for him. But I think because he's 5.5, a lot of people are, are, are going for him at that price. Yeah. Uh, who else here? Um, like we, we mentioned Perisic. I don't know. It looks very good on paper, but I'm not sure if that's going to be someone that we can rely on. We could be wrong, but just with his age and the minutes he plays, I think I think Rashford could be like a new signing for United this year. And at 6.5, yeah. um, definitely someone. primed to have a big year. Yeah. And yeah, apart from that, I think they're the ones that we probably missed out on some there, but I think they're the main ones that we should be looking at getting in and the new signings that are going to have a, uh, a good year. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be just, yeah. it'll just see over the first three or four game weeks how some yeah. of the players get on. Like if Haaland goes uh, out the first day and bangs in a hat-trick. That, and you straight away, if you don't have him in your team, you're... You're behind the eight ball, behind, basically. You're behind, and it's yeah. a big risk because... We saw it with Werner last year. People were because he was so good. But I know Haaland is another class up. Yeah. Uh, or whenever Werner side was it last year or two years ago. Um, it's that risk of not having him in. Is Haaland so good that it doesn't matter? He's just going to have a. He's going to start well anyway. I'm going to get a goal or two every game. Uh, then you have Kane. Is there a myth about him being a slow starter? Is that a risk? Yeah. It, uh, it's hard to know. Um, but yeah, just for the, the questions there and the discussion points, thanks to Ray Morn for sending yeah. them in. Um, they're, right. they're great, great questions and great, uh, great discussion points. So we, we need to get more of them in and from our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. If anyone has anything they want to add to that, please do. Uh, you can either DM on Twitter at Fantasyland FPL. Um, and we will we will definitely we'll definitely consider everything that comes in so uh, yeah you're right there's more we'll have to do more on that this year now because it is actually a good way to end the podcast it's actually a good way to kind of um, get a get a bit of interaction going between us and the listeners but um, yeah that is pretty much everything that uh, we meant to cover here today now I know it was a longer than expected episode but well when I say longer than expected I I kind of felt it was going to be long anyway so uh, that's fine Um but yeah, look, we went through, we went through every team. We've spoke a little bit about the good, the good signings, the bad signings uh, of every team. We've um, we've not acknowledged pretty much 
Uh, everyone that needs to be acknowledged ahead of the new season. Again, these are only our initial thoughts. We will have a full game week one preview up, uh, I'd say, I'd say in around three or four days before the start of the new season. So that's just going to be a general, you know, we'll have our team close to being locked in. We'll be given a little bit of a transfer advice, you know, who we should have, who to avoid. And uh, we'll do an in-depth kind of discussion, discussion on some of the, uh, some of the fixtures that uh, some of the fixtures for the, for the teams and who has the best ones. So we'll do all that soon enough. Uh, so yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Thanks again to Ray Moran for the questions. And um, yeah, we look ahead to uh, look ahead to some of the, uh, the, the guests we have on the pod over the next couple of weeks and months. So Dara, thanks a million for taking the time to chat to me. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time. I'll put it up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, where you can or when you can listen to it uh, when we get it recorded or when it's going to be coming up and um yeah so all that's left to say is happy happy tinkering with your squads uh, i'm sure you've made about 100 drafts already and you probably make 100 more before the season starts um i'm off dara have a good evening yeah uh, we'll talk to you Thanks, soon Steve. and yeah, um, talk to you soon yeah we'll uh, talk to you soon take care and uh see you later